Welcome to the TFI Cast Archives. The following episode was recorded on June 19th, 2008. Parental guidance is advised. Kick it! Welcome to the fundamental interconnectedness of all almonds. Almonds? TFICast.com for those of you who don't know where to find us. Oh, that would have been cool. TFI at TFICast.com for those of you who don't know how to email us. And we will send you a set of Blue Diamond Natural Oven Roasted Almonds with sea salt. First edition set. Mint condition first printing. Yes. Autographed by Mr. Blue Diamond himself. No, autographed by Jeremy Nair. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yes. Autographed by your podcasters, I'm Jeremy. I'm Eric. Welcome and to the fundamental interconnectedness of all, of all things. things. We actually interrupted a conversation we were having so that we could turn it into a podcast. Now, hey. we have to rewind everything we just said I don't even know what we were talking about. We are talking about goofy-looking kids and why, why do kids think they're goofy-looking. Um, hotness. Or how do um, hotness. How does that happen? How okay? Is I, the media well, does the media tell people how they're supposed to look? Let's and back up. I mean, were, were you the cool kid or were you oh, the goofy fuck no. kid? Come on. I was certainly the goofy kid. I had this. You remember my big old glasses? Uh huh. You had hippie parents. Yeah. My mom cut my hair, or somebody cut my hair, so I had a goofy haircut. That's <laughs> why you kind of rebelled and went. Ah, if I can't be I'm gonna be the. The, the darky. Oh, when I was in my my little goth. Your thing. goth. I was no, yeah. I wasn't goth. I was industrial. I listened to a lot of Skinny Puppy and Ministry and Kill Kill Cults. And my trench puppy, coat on. Mud Puppy, Mud Puppy Ale, burnt with water. Skinny Porter Ale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There. That should have been a. We could have rolled that in somehow. Ooh. It's industrial. To, it, it tastes kind of industrial. Skinny Puppy Porter. It's acidic and industrial. Um, but I was what. I always, I don't know, I've always kind of wondered what causes that. You know, what? why was I, or you, singled out as the goofy kid and picked on? Obviously, you had a couple of friends. They were probably equally goofy or maybe a little less or a little bit more goofy than you. You probably didn't run with the popular crowd. Did you pay attention didn't. to the fact that, that you were goofy? Did it, did it like, uh, did it even occur to you? I, I, or did you just do your own thing and say, well, what the fuck? Whatever you're doing is fine, and whatever I'm doing is fine. Later, but not, not certainly not in, like, third or fourth grade. Really? I mean, at that age, I wanted, you know, at that age, I think it's important for some reason to fit in. I don't know why. And when you don't fit in, maybe you try to fit in. So I remember uh, one of the worst years of grade school for me was when 
all of these, and I didn't quite, I think what, what it was is I wasn't up on my popular culture, okay? I didn't watch sports with my parents, and I didn't watch the latest blockbuster, and I didn't watch primetime television. All I knew was that all of these kids had these tennis shoes with these plastic straps on them. I can't even really describe it. They were like wings, but they went in with the shoelaces somehow, and they held the whole shoe together or something like that. Well, those were Air Jordans, like old Air Jordans, but I didn't know that they were Air Jordans. So when my father took me to the shoe store, I knew that I wanted shoes that had these plastic things Daddy on them. Wants to be a Jordan. Daddy, no, 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 please, I didn't know please. that they were Jordans. So I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't ask those, for them by name those. brand. So you know, those, those, those. he's over by the Chuck Taylor. He's like, "Oh, look, these are twenty-five dollars." I'm like, "No, no, I want these. I want these. See, they've got the the high." Jeremy, tops. those are a hundred dollars. No, they were sixty-four dollars. Those are sixty-four dollars. You could put so much memory into those things; it's amazing. You could what? It's like a sixty-four uh, K shoe. 64. My point is, though, these were like the, no. These were the most expensive shoes that I had ever even had the audacity to choose. Right? Oh, and so you got to choose them, and he bought them. Somehow, I was able to finagle my way into these sixty-four dollar pairs. Oh, of shoes. you were you were when? Okay, the first day of school. Here we're. Whoop. It's not the first day of school. It's walk like, into it. Okay, I, I, well, I, first day you wore these shoes the to school. Day, it proud. was the first day of your new life in school. You're like, sure, oh yeah, sure. I'm there. I am. What was your what was your outfit? The rest of it. Did you I don't like remember a, the rest of the outfit. You had like a Pete Rose <laughs> commemorative jersey on, and the oh yeah, well, yeah, and, yeah. The, and the MC Hammer pants. <laughs> you were you were decked that was out. In my new shoes with the plastic little wing Hi things. Hey guys, I'm here. I'm one of you now. Look at me. I got the new Vance Halen C uh, tape player in my Walkman. I walked into school and everyone's like, "What are those?" And I'm like, "Uh, what? What are what? You have fake airs." And I'm like, "What? I bought LA Gears." Hopefully. Not knowing, I guess, that L.A. gear was like a cheap knockoff, knockoff of the Air Jordans. So I got ridiculed the entire day for my fake and you Jordans. you never wore them again. I didn't have a choice because these were the only shoes I owned. And I had just convinced my parents to spend $64 on a brand new pair of shoes. There was absolutely no way I was going to be able to say, Oh, Dad, I want new shoes after that. So for the rest of that school year, I wore these shoes and caught so much hell. Eh, nothing to say to Jeremy? Eh, nice airs. That's all it ever was for an entire year. So yeah, did I realize I was goofy? Maybe I wasn't realize that I was goofy, but I realized that I didn't quite get it. But, okay, so... But then, come, in come, retrospect, come. I don't know what it was. Right, and, and so, like, coming out of that, didn't, didn't like, you... you realize at some point that I mean after like three or four weeks of wearing these shoes and feeling really bad about it because the media had sold you this idea that you had to wear these shoes and then it turned out that they were not I thought I, everybody I knew had these plastic things I can't even describe what they were but these plastic things on their shoes and I thought if I got shoes that were okay. like that my, okay so now didn't, oh, didn't, you, shoes, didn't you finally come to the realization that it was like uh, okay this is really stupid that everybody's judging me on my shoes and you know, I'm sitting in this class learning about mathematics and engineering and physics and all this other stuff, and everybody's just kind of knowing me for these little wings that I have on my shoes and the little <laughs> letters that are written on there. That yeah, never occurred to you? Year. Well, see, and not that that ever occurred to me, so I'm not, like, trying to say, well, I am I figured that out, but 
the the whole idea of, of dressing like other people never even occurred to me well, okay. when I was in school. It, it I was maybe I was so far out of touch that it was like I don't give a rat's ass what's going on. And I can wear whatever the fuck I have in my closet and whatever my mom bought for me because I don't care at all. And if you make fun of me for it, I don't even know. I'm, I don't even, I'm not even aware that I'm being made fun of. Oh. Man, I was so far out of it. You know what I, I mean? Was, I was very aware. I mean, people would yell it down the hall. and You'd be at the drinking fountain. Hey, nice ears! Like, damn it. Wow. But I mean, after day one, it's like, oh, I'm stuck with this. I've made my bed, and now I have to accept it. Well, that, and, yeah, yep. And we, but that probably made you a much stronger person then, too. Maybe, actually. but I, mean, I didn't have the sense, or I didn't have the wit, or I didn't have something to just roll with it. You know, somehow you maybe could have been able to turn that. Yeah, I'm that, starting the new style. Turn These that are to your the advantage. yeah, the you know, airs are bullshit. I, I'm not. Yeah, sure. you know what, your parents probably could have bought you a, a, a better education or they could have bought you a, a you know a, you could have went on a trip to, to Disney World like or something but you had the shoes, shoes. <laughs> the money we saved on these shoes I got me a new Nintendo what'd you there get you go. but I'll, I don't know all these kids already had Nintendos and stuff like that I, you know so it's yeah when I was a kid it was it was I I try I did I mean I it wasn't until I was more of a teenager that I didn't care so much and just kind of did my own thing. And at that point, I entered high school and met all these other people that didn't care what other people think. We just kind of like became the people that didn't care what other people think or thought. But uh, previous to that, certainly, I tried as hard as I could. You know, like, oh, mom, you can't cut my hair anymore. We got to go to supercuts. Well, then you know, you go to school and be like, my hair can't work, and you know, because you got the wrong haircut. You know, it's it like it, well, it, it in just high seemed school. Like not in high school. This was this was definitely uh, grade school, middle school. Wow. Where I got, you know, it's just like it, maybe it was just something with me where like every decision I made was just completely wrong. You know what? Maybe <laughs> maybe the school not that wrong, I went to not it wasn't yeah, yep. accepted. Maybe maybe the reason that that I never got any of that was because people didn't really kids other kids didn't really know what to make of me. That could be because I was so far out there. That they were like, "Wow, is he like, you know, cutting the cutting the edge, or is he is he retarded? Is he retarded? <laughs> right, right. I don't. I, I honestly don't remember much about you know that all those years. That you know? very well I, could be. I mean, I think maybe because I was trying so hard to be something that I wasn't that it was plainly obvious that maybe that you were a poser. I was a poser totally. Yeah. So actually that. I bought an Airwalk hat because all these people had these, these these really cool red hats with a short brim, right? And so I got my mom to buy me this Airwalk hat. And this was another thing. Like, oh, I'm going to come to school with my Airwalk hat. Poser. I had no idea. I This is how out of touch I was. I had no idea that Airwalk was a type of skateboarding gear. So I come in with my Airwalk hat and I'm like, you don't skate. Where's your skate? Skate or die. And I'm like, oh... And I think some kid came up and took my hat and like ran off and I was like, oh well, <laughs> that's one less piece of ridicule for me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It was an expensive. Jeremy, where's your hat? Me? What happened to your hat? Oh, oh shit! Did, I just the wind was <laughs> wind blue. But the brim is so short. I'm surprised the wind could take it. <laughs> oh, I was. Re- it's just the, the principal, and he said no, no hats. No hats allowed in school, and so it's, you know, a, it's in his desk. It's not that big of a deal. I'll, I'll get up there. I'll be right. Worry about it. I need the water walk hat. That's <laughs> that's, that's the, new, the new thing. Is I don't know. The blue rim with the. So yeah, I guess 
I found, you know, once I got into high school and just stopped trying to be like the cool kids, I uh, attained less attention from the cool kids in the form of mockery and had a better time. But I guess what we were more talking about is where does that come from? Not not me trying to be like them, but where where does their mentality come from? Where does the, oh, the, the media kids? It comes from the media. It it's painfully obvious to me in in the store um, when the like women will come in and and they'll say, oh, you know, I have a I have a ten year old daughter or whatever, and I say, I have tons of size 10, 12 outfits for girls. Just oh, but there are hundreds of them. They're oh, old. Nope, they can't. It's, That's nope, last it's, year's. So they have to. Uh, and I think I probably, I don't know if well, I brought this up last week. They have to have what's in we you already, know, the Shopco yeah. flyer that week. And it occurs to me that Shopco? it's... Shopco? Oh, I got ridiculed for shopping at Shopco. Well, okay. It occurs to me that it, it's it's very um, um, uh, monetarily based. Like the stratifications of the money determine how much you have to spend for your clothes. Like the more you make... The more you got to spend? No. No, that's not true. Okay. If you if you make a lot of money, girls will come in and they'll say, "You know what? I'm comfortable with myself. I can create my own style. I'm gonna pick this kind of stuff out." Oh. Or if you're kind of a hippie like Erica, where it's like, Man. you know what? Hey, she doesn't care. She, they, there's not a lot of money, but I can create my own style anyways because she has the artistic sure. sense. Well, there's a shitload of girls in the middle of that, and people, human beings, Americans that are They're stuck in the middle of that, where it's up. like. Oh, we got to keep up. Oh, so the Shopco flyer came out or the even the JC Penner flyer came out or whatever. This is the newest thing. I have to have this for school. If I can't wear this, I'm just I'm going to die. Blah, 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 I drama think, queen. I bullshit. think that was covered in the story of stuff, which is uh, probably, a movie probably. we talked about. But it, about it a sticks in my head. Ago. I mean, that's something that that's something that that, uh, that sticks in my head that there's the that's monetary thing where you get to a certain point, about, you know, lots of money, and then, oh, and then you got they start getting comfortable with themselves, and then you have more freedom Maybe. to express yourself as an individual instead of trying to fit in with the crowd. And that is actually, I think, a stratification that is set up by this capitalistic system, and that's set up by the corporations, and the corporations are run by the very rich and designed to keep the sheep in, in line and to keep the people... You know, dumb and focused on on other things, kind of like Jella Biafra said about uh, a war. You know, well, you know, keep g- give the kids a bunch of beer, and so they they're drunk all the time. They don't care. A bunch of psychedelic drugs. They're all experimenting with that. They don't know what's going on. And then uh, get the get the the dumb kids, pull them in a room, give them a half an hour to learn how to use an automatic rifle, send them over. Send them the, it's good for the economy. Everyone's Come on, a winner at that sex point. makes the world go around. It's a good song. That should be in the background <laughs> right here. This is the Department of Defense. Jello yeah. Biafra. Oh, yeah. That's actually yeah. a Dead Kennedy song. Give Me Convenience or Give Me Death. Excellent album. Excellent. Anyways, um, yeah, we probably did cover that in the story of stuff, which was which was a good... But that was a great story that you just told. It, it really uh, like uh, solidified the those ideas about you know popular culture and sure. and the and the popular kids and and the posers that tried to fit in there and then that you kind of got stuck in that for a little while 
but then you just you didn't like melt down, mm-hmm. which probably some kids might have or did. Probably shut down, close up or something. And just well, you kind of got introspective and then busted through it and said, you know what, this is bullshit. I'm not going to put up with this, and right. and got through it. And you know what, you probably were kind of fortunate in that respect that you got to go to Shabazz though, because if you would have gotten stuck into like an East High, well, I was at West High. Oh, you went to West. I went to West for a full year. Okay, and how did you feel? Was was it the same kind? Oh of no, no. By that time, I'd busted out. Oh, you'd already busted through. Oh, okay. yeah, I had busted. I mean, uh, I went to West my junior year. West is the second largest high school here in Madison. I think East is the largest. But how many kids? A couple thousand. Maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Ridiculous thousand kids. But anyway, well, how many graduated? Actually, there weren't that many that graduated like, with Erica. Was it four hundred? Four hundred kids graduated class of four hundred. I had more than that in my when I graduated from high school. I don't know. Well, was regardless, like five hundred or some or six hundred. Regardless, uh, I kind of broke out somewhere in the middle of my freshman year of high school. I mean, it was really quick into fr- into high school where you, you were just like, "Fuck this!" You kind of yeah, you get lumped together with a whole bunch of other kids, and now there's like a big melting pot. And I think maybe the lack of recess <laughs> was one of the things that did it because recess was the time and you got to show off your new shit, right? Cause you'd be outside, like, oh, oh. Look at my new hat, look at my shoes, look, I got some garbage pail kids. Look at that, you want to see that? Once, you know, I don't know, once kind of that evaporate, I don't, I don't, I guess I don't know. Wow. But yeah, sometime in high school, you're just like, fuck, I can't keep up. Oh, fuck it. Recess. That grow my bangs like... long and throw on a green trench coat and just fuck y'all. And then I met a whole bring bunch a of Bring a shotgun kids. to school, and shoot it, the no. principal. Stay out my kid. way, I'm the trench coat mafia. I got a schnurbart full of Rilla Rosa here, and I ain't afraid to use it. <laughs> Everybody get down. He's got schnurbart. Everybody run. Jeremy's got a schnurbart full of La Rosa. I'm just amazed that a 15-year-old could grow a schnurbart like that. It's actually mohair. <laughs> I, I shaved mo in the middle of the night and glued it on my face. <laughs> Or Nogahide, what is it? Yeah, Nogahide. I recess. My God, that word. I had it, that word. Recess. I don't remember I what the st- fuck went on in recess. Know, there was a big picture of a. I don't like the United States. I think there should be a federal law that says every day in every time zone at ten thirty in the morning and two thirty in the afternoon, twenty minute recess for like works. Everybody. It's just a mandatory law. Well, if you go over to Europe, they shut everything down from like two. They take like naps though. Noon or is that like until meal time two. or family time or yeah. something? It's like okay. No, but shut it down. We we talked a while back about energy and caffeine, and why do we do that? Because a lot of us we have jobs where we sit. We're accountants. We're IT guys. We just sit in the driving And I find myself doing this uh, actually all this week where I've just kind of like, you know I'm so the tired. cougar so tired. cougar energy drink. No, I'm not, family guy? I'm not. No. <laughs> hey, mom, look at me. I'm a pinwheel. <laughs> I haven't been drinking the energy drinks, but coffee and some diet soda here. Time time. But, Is there any guarine in that shake? But I think I'm surprised McDonald's hasn't jumped on that bandwagon. The guarine? We have a guarine shake now. Guarine coffee. <laughs> 865 milligrams of caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but think. It's endorsed by Quagmire. There you go. Think about it. Um, we could take Mo-hair. all of these overweight and tired people every day at 1030 and send them outside. And, put them on a and, treadmill. 
Huh? Not a turnover. They have to sh- but you know what? What would they do? What would they do? Should I tell you what they would do? They would whip out their blackberries and look at this. Ooh. Look at my new shit. This is my new golf. This is my Tiger Woods. Okay. Hat. This is the newest Tiger in, Woods. Okay, hat but wait, wait, wait. With the wait, gold wait. inlay. In my ideal world, there's a federal employee who is the referee monitor, and if he catches anybody not playing, he writes him up. But Play, playing? Oh, reset. <laughs> playing what? You, you got to be active. You can't be sitting there playing with your toy. You got to be playing. You fly tag a kite. You fly a kite. You can fly him a kite would be fine. Really? Okay. Juggling. Well, you get a bunch of fat guys standing and holding and flying a kite. That's fine. That's fine. You're outside getting some fresh air, waving your arms out. That's fine. But if uh, you're sitting there playing you with sure? your doodads and your gadgets, waving your doodads. You get a demerit. And after three demerits, you get like hey, a Hey, put that fine. doodad back in your pants, sir. I think... You're fired? That's pretty harsh. <laughs> I think we would be a better nation, a more active nation, and a more aware nation if every day... Twice we had to play tag. Okay, now who do you contact? Do, uh, Barack Obama? Hey, Barack, if you're listening. What? No, I think it starts with Congress, right? Oh, because Congress. Sensenbrenner. Actually, no, no, no. We got to talk to a congressman. Randy Rhodes. Submit the bill. Call her up. She's not a congresswoman. She, she could talk about it. And she could get, talk about she it. would get them. She would bend the ear of the people. She could get the ball rolling. But yeah, it has Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Submit a Worth? bill. And the bill's gonna be voted What's his name? on. Al Frankenberger. Hey, you know, when when I was in high school, my gym I was so against athletic activities oh my. that I convinced my gym teacher to allow me to juggle for 45 minutes. He's like, all right, but don't let me catch you not juggling. And so I juggle, Two? juggle, 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 and I'd stop, Two and I'd or three. talk to my buddy. Three. And oh. I'd talk to my buddy for a minute, and be like, hey, you're not juggling. I'd be like, oh, and I'd sit there and I'd probably yeah, I'd juggle for like 30, 40 minutes. And like one day or a week or all like the whole semester? The entire time. Well, I think I had to like run the mile. But then everybody else would go play lacrosse. And I was like, I don't want to play lacrosse. I want to juggle. Or I want to. I don't want to play lacrosse. And so we came up with a deal. I would run the mile, you know, like four times around the ring. And then everybody else would go play lacrosse. And then me and Adam, actually our New York correspondent. Cheers. He would juggle, but I would juggle and he would you would pick up your balls when you dropped them. <laughs> Adam, Adam, oops, pick those up for me. There's only one here. What's wrong? Can't <laughs> uh, Apparently it works. Anyhow, here's a shout out to Ella. What? <laughs> How does that tie together? There's only one here. Apparently it works. Uh, very clever, very good. Nice, I'm firing. I'm not firing blanks. That one, yeah. What? Okay, so... So, cocooning. Cocooning. Oh, well, since this is the third attempt at this, folks, we're having some technical (laughs) difficulties. We're going to try to make this make sense to you without boring the tears out of us. But uh, our New York correspondent, Adam, had brought up uh, a topic to me about... And, you know, this worked so much better in the first take, but... uh, I don't remember. I forgot it already. We talked about something. And I drank some porter or something. You laid down a topic, and then it reminded me of Adam's idea, and then we just riffed off of it. But fuck, I'm just changing gears. We're going from 10th to 5th. Ooh. The amassing of stuff. Stuff. Um, it, it all comes back to stuff, doesn't it? It all comes back. Well, not actually, his idea anymore. wasn't necessarily the amassing of stuff. His idea was... Oh, keeping stuff is, in the house. Now, what is the reason that we're, as a, a society or as people, not socializing more with... Our friends, uh, or st- is yeah. because of our stuff. People, it's because we got you. He you and I sit in your yeah. basement. You uh, got video games. You got a computer. You got your laptop. You got. He your and I had a discussion, system. and we both agreed, as you and I agree, is that as you collect more stuff, you have le- you 
you have less reason to leave the house, quite honestly. I mean, I have 24 hours worth of entertainment in my house between CDs and DVDs and video games and HDTV and satellite TiVo. TV. And t- oh, right, my DVR. You know, maybe, maybe TiVo is the downfall of society. I was actually just thinking about this the other day. When I first got my TiVo, I thought it was just like the most brilliant invention because instead of like making a, a decision, you're, you're out to dinner like, oh, ER's on in 15 minutes. Let's eat our food. Or, oh, ER's going to be on in 15 minutes. Ah, oh, well, we're having a good time. I'll catch it on a rerun. You got to make that decision. These days you don't have to. So now you can stay out. So originally I was kind of like, well, that's a great idea. Now I can spend more time with my friends and my family because I'm not really worried about now my shows. Now you're backlogging these shows. But and then you find more shows. And then I you get home and I'm yeah. like, you know, you'll watch two, three hours of these shows back to back to back to back because you have the instant access to these TV shows. Whereas you before it's like, you need snacks and I miss the sit. Simpsons, I miss the Family Guy, and I miss Doctor Who. So, well, that sucks. You know, hopefully someday, maybe somebody recorded them for me. You know, but then you go on. You go on with your life. You're like, oh, I'm going to go outside and talk to somebody. But now you've got all of that stuff. So now you have to fit. You just fit in dinner with friends, and now you got to fit in this TV show, too, where you So well, think about that for a minute now. So maybe the DVR isn't a good thing. Uh, well, I think it's like any invention, though, like the car. You know, it's like, oh... There were people that were for it's the car. It's a convenience. It's a convenience. Or the train. The train uh, brought, brought you know, goods from kind of here a, to there, and it it's, it's tied the country together. And well, what about what about a refrigerator? I mean, oh, it's a well, we used to. We used to. Uh, well, it, really, you're right. It, no, I mean, originally it was. It originally uh, it was a technology that people were like, "Whoa, what the hell's that?" You know. What? Yeah, but now what? We've built ourselves. We don't dig holes in our backyard to bury our meat and then be like, "Oh, the meat's four days old. Throw it out." We now okay, but we in we a knew we had society, to do it. We we, we had to take care of that refrigerator. Meat. So I would say a refrigerator. And so is we a we necessity. we could talk to our we could talk to our neighbors and our ramen. friends and our family and say, "All right, you know what? We slaughtered this cow and we have this meat down in the cellar and it has to be eaten. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to eat it. So you have to come over and eat it. We're gonna have to." Make, you know, plan these dinners where we have to use up this or these You're vegetables. talking about if we don't have a refrigerator. Right. Okay. But, okay, and so I, now, I okay, all of a sudden the refrigerator is invented. family in a neighborhood gathering where we eat this cow. But what about in three weeks when there is no cow to slaughter and the crops have been flooded and there's no food? Then you have to get through it. That's, you know what? Mm. And that's, all right, that brings me to another point. That brings me I to the I would say a refrigerator is a whole lot more necessary than a television or a DVR. Okay, <laughs> but you know what? The next generation and the generation after that of human beings, they're not even going to know what it's like without a television. I mean, look at, we don't know what it's like without a television. I know what it's like without a television. Well, okay. I so we're up. still on that cusp. You know what? The In next generation is no going to be like, it's, it's completely intrinsic. It's it's taken for granted. It's a necessity in life, like like a computer. Look at a computer, for God's sakes. I mean, well, I couldn't live without this thing. Tell I tell you, folks, I'm addicted. This is like my crack. Well, all right, and and the kids growing up today, they know nothing about. Um, look, all right, your grandfather. How old's your grandfather? Uh, well, your Dad. dad's eighty, and he's my step grandfather. They're all in their okay, 80s. but he probably remembers. Well, I don't know if he even remembers it, but. His grandfather remembers a time without cars, okay? Sure. Now, there was was that a necessity? No. They had horses, and everything they needed was... The way they designed towns back then was 
if you lived in this house, you could walk to a bar or a hardware store or the, the, the horseshoeing place or everywhere you needed to be, you could practically walk to probably, okay? Or you lived on a farm and everything was grown right there. All your food was grown right there. And, and you had a huge family and everybody talked all the time and they live and they had to work hard to, to live their lives, but they didn't have all these. So they didn't need all the distractions. They didn't need the distraction of television. Well, they didn't even think about but stuff that kind of like gets into like the industrialization, maybe or maybe maybe not industrial. Maybe that's not the right word. OK, but. now we're now we're coming around here. Here comes the fundamental interactions of all things. Remember, okay. remember, remember, no. yeah. ready, ready, industrial skinny puppy industrialization. <laughs> What happened? 75 years ago, people were working 80 hours a week. Right. Kids were working. Labor unions came along and said, you know what? This is bullshit. People need a little more time for themselves. 40 hours a week, okay? Now, what happens? Technology comes along and says, hmm, well, this job that used to take eight hours a day to do, we just invented a machine and it only takes an hour to do this job. Or it but, takes only four hours. But now you got to do it eight times a day. But you have to do it. You still have to work your eight hours. Oh, now we invented we talk, another machine yeah. that takes the place of 50 workers. That doesn't matter. You still have to come to work for eight hours. A come on. What we, is we, what is evolution supposed to do? It's we, supposed to make life better for human talked, beings. We hit upon this last week, I think, maybe. And I share that frustration. It, it almost seems that, and I hope this isn't a rehash, but... As as an inventor of you know like the the farm tractor right that can now plant twenty five rows of corn at it's a not time. King corn, yeah. Well, that's kind of king cornish, but I'm just using that as an example. Or this device that does the job of twenty five people. Now, we can work two hour work days. Is maybe what's going on in not maybe not today, but well, like those say, early in the 1950s, inventors. a good harvest was like thirty bushels per yeah. acre. Now it's like 180. Yeah, I don't know what the exact numbers were, but it it's was like, what the hell is that? But that's so that's from the movie King Corn, folks, which we both saw. But um, we're, yeah, we were, we're oh, cocooning. We're we talk cocooning, about right. So like like stuff in your house that that holds you back the from socializing. Of stuff that it's and so, it's so it's all th that stuff takes the place of human interaction. Which and actually goes back to our game of to, tag, like the guys who are playing tag versus the guys who are playing with their PDAs, their distractions. Well, it's like the it's, and it started when you were in uh, in grade school, and you said, "All right, recess was a time when you showed off your new stuff." Uh -huh. sure. That's what. Oh, oh lunchtime sure. is. Oh, yeah. go to the water yeah. cooler. Oh, you, have you seen the show? Well, oh, I watched that show because I have a DVR, and and oh, look at this new BlackBerry I have. I can I can play video games. Like, look, I can email, and here's the pictures of. Of the new of Cancun, computer. we were at Cancun this weekend. I'm so tired from that trip. Well, is that is that socialization though? I mean, that's no, I'm not saying it is. I mean, I think well, a lot to of a certain degree it is. I mean, see now now we're kind of coming back around because yeah, that that becomes a socialization thing again because to to go to Cancun, you have to talk to your travel agent. You have to. Book the Dude, flight. you can book that online. Okay, but then you have to get on the plane. You have to talk to the stewardess. You, you have, have to sit to next stewardess. to somebody. You, you have, don't well, have to talk to that person. It's it's still human interaction. You, you know what I degree. do? Here's there's an example of what I do. I do everything online. I buy all my stuff online. I go to the thing. I go to the self check in. I put, type in my code. I get my barcode scanned. The only interaction I have is with the security person who asks me to take my shoes off or something. I get on the plane. I whip out my laptop as soon as they tell me that it's all clear, and I watch a movie. I don't talk to anybody on the airplane. 
and I get off and I leave. Oh, thanks for flying, American Airlines. Okay, but then what do you do? You have to either get on a bus or you have to rent a car. Then you drive around. You don't know where you're going. You talk to the people at the hotel. You talk to the people. If you if you're going to Vegas, you talk to the people. You talk to the dealers well, over there. In Vegas, you get a little drunk and then you start talking to the dealers. Well, okay. You know, Where, if you go to now Cancun, hello, time. you get in the pool and they got you drink in the pool. You ever see this? They have these big pools and they have like stools inside the pool and they have like sure like I, bars in the pool and you sit there. I think when and you I drink but, 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 in but, the pool. I think when I made the Cancun reference, it was that it seems to me that a lot of people. Okay, we're talking about. Are you recording? I hope so. <laughs> I is this up, on? Is this on? Check. Okay. I don't want this to be our fourth take. Um, it, it, my point is that... Um, where was I? Uh, uh, Cancun. Hang on. People. Uh, inform, oh, we pack... We can now pack a 20-hour day of work. 20 hours worth of work into eight hours a day. Well, I think we take that with us when we go on vacation. Oh. And we pack 20-hour... 50 hours into a 24-hour oh, yeah. time span. We got to do this. We got to go over here. We got to do this. We got to see this. And so it gets to the point where vacation is not even a vacation anymore. And and, and It's like more work, and you have to come, come and you a lot get of home, and you're like, oh, come back from God. vacation, and they're like, oh, I'm so tired. You I know, can't wait to get back to work because I can rest and relax. And then all you have to show for it is the pictures on your. Oh, this is our trip in Cancun. Oh yeah, we were so busy here. Yeah. Here, no, the pool was beautiful, but then we had an appointment twenty minutes later to be at the air show for the whatever thing. You know, uh, that's just my point. We went parabalooning or whatever. So it is. maybe that the, the the technology of packing so much stuff into a small amount of time, we take that with us. I don't remember really the last time I went on vacation and relaxed. I've gone on vacation and done a lot of fun stuff, absolutely. Drank a lot of beer and did a lot of things, but come back from the vacation like... Burnt out. I just want to lay in my bed for two days and watch TV. But that's why, have you you seen the the, the ads for like the Dells and whatnot? They're like, oh, come on up here. Mom goes to the spa and she lays there with a warm towel wrapped around her head, somebody rubbing her feet. And dad goes and plays golf all day. There you go. <laughs> and you do this for a whole week, and you're rejuvenated at the end of it. You know. Maybe. But I mean, is that that's not that's not the kind of vacation that I would. You know, I, I say that you know? I could use two days in my bed, but I swear to God, forty-five minutes into my two-day vacation, I'd be like, "Fuck, I gotta do something." Yeah. yeah. I gotta get. And is that now? Is that like a personality thing, or has that also been ingrained? Like. You got do something, do something, do something. Look at all these things you have to do. It comes back to stuff. I have all this stuff yep. I could be organizing. Uh, and yep. it even comes to I got all this stuff I need to get rid of. Do I want to just throw it in the garbage or do I want to put it on eBay or do I want to yep. uh, yep. organize it for my garage sale? Yep. Oh, oh, you know what? I just saw there's a new Goodwill opened up on the west side. I should go over there. Maybe they've got some new stuff, new stuff. that I'd like. Yeah. Although, okay, uh, going along with all that, uh, I mean, I have two whole days. I probably have even more stuff to deal with than you because now I have this stupid used stuff, and I have to. So I get home today, and but at least you make some money. I mean, that's your livelihood. Your your job is stuff. That's your money maker. Oh yeah, woohoo! Pays the bills. Uh, yeah. Anyways. So I get home today and I'm like, oh, all right, I should, I should. Well, my neighbors cut the grass and you know the grass is really long. I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna start cutting the fucking grass. 
So I, I went in and I, I bought some, I, I went to Woodman's the other day, yesterday, and I bought a whole bunch of like lettuce and stuff. And I was like, I'm going to make a stuff. big salad, you know. So what I kind of stuff? A, I bought, a, I bought uh, well, a head it, of lettuce. and I Was bought, it good stuff? Was it tasty oh, stuff? Oh, tasty stuff. Like fresh. Was it, did good it look good? Stuff. Was it good looking stuff? Oh, it was great oh, looking stuff. It was fantastic. Kind of stuff. Okay. Oh, yeah. It was go. really good looking stuff. I mean, I'd give it a nine. <sighs> It was that's, presentation. That's some fantastic stuff. So I chopped stuff. it all up. I made this salad with chicken. Carrie roasted up some chicken and, and and mandarin oranges and this Asian sesame dressing. And I made this big salad. And and she was kind of like floating around. I'm like, hey, let's go outside. Let's sit on the deck and and we'll just talk. And we'll. You don't have a deck. Well, we have a porch. Sure we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, there's like that back area and there's oh, like okay. a table there and stuff, you know. So she's like, oh, but I was doing this and this. I'm like, you know what? come outside and let's just sit there and talk she's like oh so we get out there and it's just really nice and i'm just sitting there and i eat my salad and two hours we just sat there and we talked and we talked and we haven't talked i mean where was your talk, baby huh she's asleep she goes to sleep at like six o'clock oh yeah she goes down really early that's nice yeah and i was like you know i do have all this stuff to do but fuck it this is the stuff that's important this is the stuff that I don't do because right. I feel that my material stuff is more important. More, I and I deal somehow, with all this. Im- right. And so here here I am, you know, tonight sitting there talking to her and, and she was actually getting kind of fidgety. I'm like, just relax and sit here. And, you know, you and I have to work on our relationship because, you know, this whole baby thing is kind of throwing a, a little bit of a wrench in it. And the store thing. And I mean, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of situations that are kind of on fire right now that we have to kind of put out, but we can't start whipping our hose out and 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 spraying water all over before we know, you know what what's the most important thing and what. So we have to com- connect with ourselves and yeah, sometimes you just have to say, you know what, people are the most important thing. And uh, you know what, we we do realize that. Like you know, we have you you have parties all the time. You you all right, come out to the deck and we'll grill out and sure. I mean this weekend, you know, you, right. it's, it's your birthday. Happy yeah. birthday, Woo-hoo. by the way. Happy um, birthday. You know, have a tres pistoles. Ooh, tres pistoles. Hey, hey, what'd you think? Huh? Check out a future beer vlog for the tres pistoles. I you know I couldn't even taste it. I was kind of drunk by the time we brought the that unibrow. stuff out. The unibrow. Anyways, yeah, I I think. Connecting with, with, with other human beings is, is definitely um, the, the most important thing. And yeah. I, I think I've talked about this before. And I always, my fundamental interconnectedness always kind of comes back to like kind of a socialistic viewpoint where it's like this corporate capitalistic world that we live in has a tendency to try to separate us from the people that we care about by getting us more interested in the stuff that they can sell us because they know that once they got us hooked, it's like a junk. We're like junkies for stuff. Junk. I would say we're definitely junkies for stuff. I catch myself all the time. God, I really don't want this podcast to devolve into the stuff again. The stuff cast, because we. I swear to God, we already did the stuff cast, yeah. but you, we have to keep touching that because it's like huge. I catch myself probably even today. There's this place uh, off Rimrock Road uh, in Madison called Mister Money, and it's the pawn shop. There used to be a pawn shop on East Washington, but it's gone. But there's Mr. Money, which is kind of like this, kind of like this CD place <laughs> where, like, okay, somebody stole an electric guitar and probably sold it for some crack money, but there it is for eighty bucks sitting on the wall. 
You know, and I, I've only been in there once, and I, they've got power tools and instruments and DVDs and just whatever weird things. And, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, maybe for lunch, I, you know, I got like 40 bucks in my wallet. I should just cruise over to Mr. Money and just see what they got. And I'm like, no, no, wait, I don't, I don't need anything. Why, why am I going to go seek something Goodwill on the that West I'm not side. even looking for? What, what is that? I, I, Goodwill I on the West Side. eBay. Oh, Craigslist. Oh, I need some more stuff. I oh, was, this is good stuff. Wow. I should call. Stuff. I should go and look at this stuff. If I really like it, I'll buy it. But I, I probably won't. I'm just or you know what? I even, got, I, got, I even got a little bit bored today at work. And so I logged into my Amazon account. And you know you can click on the recommendations tab. And it'll be like, Jeremy, based on your past purchases and your past ratings, we think that these items would be excellent for you. And there's books and CDs and gadgets and doodads. And I'm like... Oh yeah. no 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 no! I don't want this. No no no! And I close the window. I'm like, I I I already have so much stuff. I don't need to deal with any more stuff. But I catch myself from time to time feeling like, man, I could use just, I could just use, I'm bored. I could use some stuff. Stuff would take the edge off. Ah, <sighs> it's like yeah, yep. a little junk in them veins. Yep, a little stuff in the veins. Just to take the edge off. Not a lot, you know. I don't have a problem. A little stuff in the house. I could quit whenever I want to. You know, well, you need a little more stuff in this. What is this though. an intervention? Yeah, yeah, I got three stuff crates intervention. Of stuff. Now that would be it. That'd be a good little Stu- subplot for a movie Ooh, there. Stuff in. Uh, um, Eric, I, 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 I think you have a problem. Huh? What? Well, I, you have a lot of crates in your living room. That's I. That's, and in those are my crates, toys from when I was a kid. <laughs> in those crates, these is are a the lot clothing of, that I'm gonna wear of, when I'm. Thin. Eric, when was the last time? <laughs> when was the last time you looked at these adventure people? This is betting. <laughs> this is the betting that I was grew up with. This is my rat's betting from when I was this five. This is my pillow when I was a boy. <laughs> these are my heavy metal magazines. These I only my, have about four hundred of them. These are my cartoons. They're gonna be worth something. Do you remember cartoons? Oh hell yeah, Trosley. Conan the Barbarian <laughs> magazines. I don't remember car- I don't remember Conan the Barbarian. I remember cartoons though. You had cartoons? I think I just read your cartoons. Oh, Carl Heinz still has all the cartoons. Oh, uh, see. Tr- that guy Trosley, he draws for Playboy and Penthouse too. Maybe maybe we need to do a stuff intervention for him. Oh my God! You have you been in the basement at the Sanish House? Oh, I've been in the basement at the Sanish House. There's a lot of stuff down there. He's got a nice pool table, but it's just covered, covered with covered with stuff. Two full Volkswagens in pieces, <laughs> doors and wi- windows. <laughs> He's got like Volkswagen windows <laughs> stacked up on the pool table. Now, if that's not a stuff problem, <laughs> I don't. Carl. Of course, I the still love have... love of God, you have Volkswagen windows on top of an unused pool table. When was the last time you played a game of pool? Uh, 1987. And it was in a bar. <laughs> I've had those windows since 1983. How much did you pay for the pool table? Yeah. How much did you pay for the entire There's Volkswagen? There's lawnmowers down there that have of. probably never been used. Wow. There's, oh my gosh. Yeah. So. Stuff. Hot VWs, he's probably got like. Every issue of Hot VW's ever made, like a thousand of them. I don't know. But then again, I have actually. I just threw out like a buttload of magazines. I had like Maxim and uh-huh. Blender. He, well, of course, he got them all and he gave them to me. And I was gonna make buttons out of them. You know, I was like, oh, right. oh these are kind of cool. And um, I, Stuff Magazine. Stuff Magazine. <laughs> you know, stuff type. It's Stuff Mag. There's a magazine wow. called Stuff. 
There's a lot of naked, half naked women oh. in it. Well, yeah, that's that's some good stuff that's right good. there. <laughs> that's that's my favorite stuff. I would trade in all that's of this stuff good. for oh, a couple yeah. of half naked women. Oh man, you know what? Has, has, you know what popped into my head a couple times this week was the was the um, I think it was on the podcast last week when when you were talking about how. Um, the first time you felt a woman out of it. <laughs> and, 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 and then uh, it was like, oh, but now we're married, so we'll never get to do it again. That's <laughs> why I'm reliving that was, that was, It just all came together right there. That was very funny. Anyways, I, I don't think we've had an epiphany moment like that tonight, but uh, it was still, I mean, we talked, you know, a lot of stuff. What, recess? Stuff, recess. We're um, going we're gonna to talk about recess. Uh, <sighs> kinky sex makes the world go around. Have another war. The uh, the uh, uh, the whole bill of rights. What was it? The uh, uh, the amendment to be. No, no. The the bill. I'm just a bill. Right. The the, the schoolhouse rock. I'm an amendment to be. He starts off as a bill and ratified, and we already talked about that. Rewind if you want to hear it. Right. Oh, I was just kind of yeah. Kind of cap it uh, off. Uh, where? Yeah. We're, but we got to cap I it up here, don't we? Don't what? know how we got to where we are. Where are we? We're talking stuff again. For God's stuff. sakes. Well, um, and uh, cocooning. Cocooning. We cocoon ourselves into our little microcosm of our lives. But why do we because, do that? Because, because we're stuff. surrounded by stuff that. And I we think keep I backlogging this stuff. It's like, you know what? When we All right, you know what? Maybe when we're in this nursing home and we're like. Wow. Nobody, nobody comes to visit us. Oh, we have all this stuff to keep us company, you know? But you know what? I'm going to watch all these. Uh, this, my TiVo has got 4,000 hours of of old Doctor Who episodes. But see, here's, the, here's the, the thing. Nothing turns me off more than somebody who tells people. a story about their stuff. Somebody will come to work and be like, Hey, I bought a new doodad thingamajigger and it's so cool and it does 65 things and it goes on the land and on the grass and you can take it on the water and it's waterproof and we took it on vacation and when it flew... You know, it's I, bright green with some piping. But somebody tells me a story about something funny that happened to them. Like, oh, we went to the Grand like, Canyon. Like the shoes. The shoes. The shoes. Story about somebody the, telling me a well, that shoe was a good story. story. That was a great story. Or, or I, I was in high school. And, yeah. Somebody you know, lays I, out a story. I mean, that'll capture my imagination. Like, oh, you did. Oh, you were such a dork. Oh, that's so funny. But you start dropping it because, in my estimation, as soon as you start talking about your. Stuff. Uber duber gadgety device. I bought it from Stuffco, which makes a million of these a day. I, I pretty ordered soon it everybody from Stuffco. I was the first one to have one on our on my block. But that's kind of what pretty it is. soon it's... you'll have one too. You'll want one. Oh, you'll get next year's model. It'll have another. It'll do seventy four yeah. things. Don't buy this year's model. Buy next year's model. It's twenty dollars more expensive, but it has a blade. I don't know. Serrated blade. It's 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 more of. A status symbol. Look at me. Look at how much you know how much this thing cost because right. you've obviously been paying attention. Well, that comes back to the shoe thing too. I mean, that does. It really does because know, my those, LA and those gears popular were people are still caught up into that. And those you know? popular shoes, and they still the haven't figured out that. Like wow, maybe bucks. this is not what you know the human race is supposed to do is be obsessed with this stuff. Is maybe we're supposed to focus on relationships a little bit more and and whatnot. Yeah, but that's socialism. See. As far as I'm concerned, that's that's kind of what socialism is, and that's why the capitalist system is so scared of socialism because it would kind of start the the the, the brake pads pressing on the the economic structure that this country is built on is stuff. 
you know, stuff. pumping sh- stuff into people's veins. But and, I think and stuff junkies, which is what what, what the Americans are. Yeah, and the know, Western civilization and capitalism is built upon stuff. Right, and socialism is a little more s- social. We should rename you know, it as people. People. Imagine that, folks. Socialism. It's social. Stuffalism. Stuffatalism. <laughs> Hello, I'm George Bush. We're gonna change our democracy to Stuff- a stuffatabilism. Stuffatabilism. Basically, here's how it goes. Whoever has the most stuff. Dick, how do I say this? Stuffatabilism. Stuffatabilism. Well, well, just buy oil. Buy more stuff. Buy a bigger car. Don't worry about any of that wind shit. I don't have any. I don't have any impressions. We can't. We can't package that. You don't want it. You can't sell. That's good for the economy. We don't put people to work packaging wind. We need to we need to build oil oh, ducts oh, wh- that well, suck wait, the oil wait. out and pump what, it up. What, what about what about solar? The no, sun. that's free. We can't hire people to oh, to I create forgot, that. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. No, nope, no, nope, we gotta have stuff that we have to pump out of the ground and put it. Watch that story of stuff, and we're stuck in the beginning of it, <laughs> and just keep it right there. Don't ever move off. of Yep, because well, we're making money at every every hole there. That's ca- that's capitalism. It is capitalism. That's capitalism. If you have to talk about socialism, socialism says. Oh well, you know what? We have to represent people you know, in every but, aspect but, but, of this. But, but I, you know, I think I think social. Well, and I don't think we have enough time to delve fully into this. But I think capitalism was built on a good idea that if you give an entrepreneur the ability to make money, that person will be able to innovate and create a product that will help revolutionize. Let's think about tractors and cars and airplanes and things that can get us from point A to point B. Okay, but what does it whoa, really whoa, whoa, revolutionize? Whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. Instead of taking, you know, six months to get from L.A. to New York, it takes me six hours. Why? Why do you need to get to L.A. in six hours? Well, because, you know... Because there's stuff there's there that stuff you need? over there I need to see. I want to see that lake. But let's not really get into that. I mean, there are good benefits like for example we can harvest a lot more food than oh we Oh boy. Could. Okay, think of the but, king but, corn. But, 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 what but, is the king corn? Yeah. What what happened? Okay, this the family farms where people, you know, grew up in a family but and wait a minute, I'm not talking well, oh, hold on. They started you're, draw, you're the, losing me. You're missing okay, me. All right. I'm not really talking about where it's I'm talking about the intent of capitalism, not necessarily where it went. And I'm trying to make a parallel here with socialism, and I think socialism is a great idea in practice. Everybody does something for the greater good. We've got health care, and we've got all this stuff, and it's all socialized, and everything's wonderful. You don't have to worry about anything until the guy at the top says, I want a little bit more for me, a little bit more for me. And I think if you look back into history, you'll see that the majority, all, of socialistic societies have collapsed because of a few greedy men. Yep. Who have said I agree up. with it. And the same thing is happening or has been In happening capitalism. for years with capitalism. Okay. You get to and a certain I've, point, yes. and now you need to stuff more and more and more and more and make more money and take more money away from you. I've actually had an idea before, and I don't think I ever talked about it before, but it's a kind of a mixture. And this is something maybe we can flesh out next week and think about. But well, you can bring it up. A, it's a mixture of capitalism and socialism. Well, that's kind of what we have right now, though. Is it? Yeah, well, I mean, we've got Social Security. That's where everybody pays in, and everybody draws a check out afterwards. Okay, we have, yeah, right. That's a social so, okay, program. so, so, okay, and, and roads, roads are social, Roosevelt? right? 
The highway system is a social program. Yep, yep. Uh, garbage trucks, at least in Madison, most most areas in the United States. Social, right? Garbage right. is a, a social program. Uh, police, know, police, fire, police, fire, fire protection, all social. Okay, so now my question, and I think I think hospitals it's, uh, aren't they right. Really exactly, be. it's it's the healthcare pharmaceuticals. System. So when we already say, had oh, that episode. The, we we talked about healthcare. We did talk about healthcare. and how how it it should be social, but it's like oh socialized medicine. Right. Oh man, that that sounds like it's a bad thing. But yet when we talk about the transportation system, the roads is buses it's are not, social. It's not social transportation. It's not social socialistic uh, communist firemen. Right, right. So, but it's it's painted as a socialistic but medicine. My God, that'd be terrible. The spinmeisters who are being paid off by the health care themselves. Right, and that's saying, what we need. That's Whoa. what we need people to change that in the in the upper echelons you, of government. They say you can't trust and, government to run medicine. I mean, look at we're the government for God's sakes. It, it costs us me, ten thousand dollars to send a hammer from the United States to Afghanistan. It reminds me again of that story of stuff where there was that little drawing of the of the of the government. Okay, and the yeah. government was for the people, and they were supposed to. But then there was the little drawing of the corporation. But as ca- uh, capitalism grew, that corporation got bigger and bigger and bigger. And eventually, it overtook the government. Fascism. And now, the the corporations are actually more in charge of the people and and the way people live and and how they you know interact with each other and spend their money and whatnot than the than the than the people that we elect to office. I don't because. Know. The people that we yeah. elect to office are not even the people that we elect. They're the people that the corporations elect they, because the corporations control us, basically. Well, the corporations control who gets – basically controls who gets on the ballots because of the contributions and the funding. The corporations don't necessarily pick the people that are in the office. This is a whole but, but they pick the people that are going that you're going to be able to choose for. That's why you're not going to have a Dennis Kucinich in the presidency. Good Lord. <laughs> I don't know. He's not. He's not uh, corporately palatable. Or uh, who's the other guy who keeps wrecking everything for the Democrats? The safety guy. I have no idea. Ralph Nader. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. That's why he'll never be on any ballots because he's not taking corporate sponsorships, corporate, con- corporate contributions, and sponsorships. And that's what in this day and age it takes to become an elected official. Yep. And once you take that money, you got to make. Good on your promises, and you gotta try. It. Well, you gotta get a guy that's gonna say, "Yo, sure, I'll take your stuff." Take you. Once, <laughs> once he's up there, this is all baloney. Yeah. Forget about it. But you know what? We probably gotta wrap this up. But yeah, if I make you a two million dollar contribution for your campaign, I probably already spent four million dollars to figure out what you did that I can burn in your face. Oh, yeah. You know. Blackmail. Exactly. Well, so what? Once you get into office, hey, I'm up here now. Do whatever you want. Do your worst. Yeah. I hate to end the show so pessimistically. Oh, it's a good thing. <laughs> Life's good. You know, but I think it was this copper tone uh, porter ale that we drank. <laughs> copper tone oh, porter. I'm sorry. Copper waters. Well, anyways. Uh, it's a little grit in the beer. Grit beer. Yeah, well, that was uh, that was interesting. Good oh. talking points, I guess. Whatever it was. 
Yeah, that, that Porter did kind of put the put the brakes on the brain. Yeah. Well, we didn't really like have any topics so much either. We just kind of babbled a little bit, I guess. And it all came back to like. It all comes back to stuff. Yeah, stuff and stuff corporate, and corporations. Corporate stuff. Yeah. We, wow, we gotta we gotta we gotta go on a vacation. <laughs> Seriously, and like like get a different perspective on things. We gotta watch some cartoons. Go down south and uh, and get a perspective from from some other people or something, you know? Because let's go to Iowa. Iowa, what's in Iowa? I don't. Iowa, Iowa was one flooded cornlands. Uh, I'm the, sure they uh, would have an awesome perspective for us. Black Hills, South Dakota. Watch to see the see the guts and Borgland thing. The, huh? the, the the what's the presidents up on the rocks? And oh, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would probably put things into perspective. Yeah, Can I mean, you imagine or, or, somebody east. defaced I'd love to go a to out mountain. East, you know, that's like the ultimate graffiti right there. Somebody defaced the side oh, of a man. mountain to chisel yeah. in presidents' head. Presidents we, actually, I watched heads. some. I watched some TV the other day, and we watched. Uh, we I, I came inside, and, and I think Carrie had the television on, and I was like, oh, television. So I started flipping through the channels, and uh, what was that? The the it's stupid movie. But, enter, but pretty entertaining. Um, National Treasure. Oh, have you seen it? Snippets. I know it's, what it's about. It's actually. I could sit there and I, I could. I sat there and I watched that movie because I'm, it's like it's kind of interesting. I'm not going to judge I'm the Because I'm interested in, in history and and there's there's you know some good history, some historical and it's kind of oh it's, you know, the little, oh the treasure maybe there's a treasure and the you know and the bad guys and the uh-huh. cute girl and the there's some you know and um. Yeah, going out east and like like looking at because we went uh, we went to Boston and we went through some of the we actually had to stay in Salem for a night because they lost our luggage, mm. and we got up the next morning you know we're walking through Salem, and there's like these there's the Witch Museum and it's really interesting I mean you know how how this country really kind of formed and what kind of what barbaric. went into it. Well, it's, to a certain degree, yeah, yeah. But, but every I mean, every nation is the same. How how the capitalism formed. Because the because we're so down on it, we're always talking about it. You know, we should probably do a little more physical research like that, where it's like, well, where did it come from? Right. You know, it didn't well, just happen. It didn't just happen. Oh hell no! I mean, them guys knew what they were fucking talking about when they wrote that piece of paper there, and and because they, you know, boiled down the the histories of the of the civilizations of the of the countries of the of the powerhouses that had been you know in the past. And they said, "Well, now this is what they did right. This is what they did wrong. Let's let's take the best of what sure. they did and and build a nation on that." And, and that's why America is a great country. Let's end the show on this. Um, there was one bright, shining moment, at least in this country, from what I understand of history, and that was the signing of that piece of paper. And if you follow history, it's all been downhill since then. <laughs> wow, great, great note to end on. Yeah, fantastically optimistic. So sleep on that, my this fellow has been listeners. The fundamental interconnectedness of all cynical downhill from the Declaration of Independence, America. I'm your crusty curmudgeon host, Dermy. And there's beans <laughs> and them heels. All right, there's well, gold, America. Hey, see you next week. Woo. Keep on talking, thinking, drinking, and stinking. For freedom's beat across the